This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We'll keep you updated on the latest with the Knicks. You just heard Marco say they have a big lead here, nine minutes to go or so in the fourth quarter, so we'll discuss that as soon as that game goes final. But it is a historic day because the New York Jets were able to land one of the great quarterbacks of all time. To talk further about that now, we welcome in Brian Costello, who covers the Jets, of course, for the New York Post. Kaz, is this the most excitement that you felt since your time covering this Jets team with Aaron Rodgers being acquired now? Um, in a different way, Sal. Uh, some of the draft picks have given, gotten a lot of, you know, Sam Darnold generated a lot of excitement when, when he was drafted in the beginning of that season. Uh I would, you know, it's just a little bit different because ethics, there's hope, but it's a little, Aaron Rodgers is more of a short thing and you know what you're getting. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, this was, this was a big one. This was about, you know, as I wrote for my article of the post, this was as monumental a day for the Jets as they've had since the 2010 playoffs when they beat the Patriots. Like that's really the last day that I think compares to this in terms of uh, just how big it felt for the franchise. Uh, so you were out there taking it all in. What's the feel you have in the building? I mean, obviously you can feel the excitement from afar, mm-hmm. but just in general, you, you see the entrance from Rogers. It's just, it feels different cause tell me the, how it feels in that building. Maybe the new confidence because of number eight now walking into that building. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they, there's a buzz, there's a buzz in the building, you know, and you could feel it. There was a lot of, um, staffers in the room for the press conference a lot of people that work for the jets and they you know you could tell how giddy they were that that rogers is here and they've they've got themselves a star quarterback and it's been a long time since they've had that and uh you know i think confidence started building last year with what the jets did uh last season they did some really good things and they, they had a you know strong first two months of the season and the bottom fell out at the end, so I think there was a there kind of people feel like there was kind of a foundation there, and they were a quarterback away, and now they feel like they got their quarterback. You mentioned before we get back to Rodgers, you mentioned the Jets employees in there in that media room. Is that who's clapping? Because I thought that was yeah. awkward listening to. That. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why would why would yeah. he ask the media members to clap? What's going on here? 
Yeah, no, the way, way that that room is actually the auditorium where the players have their team meetings. So okay. it's a big auditorium. It almost looks like a a large college lecture hall. Is what kind of how like you know stadium seating up to the thing, and so the media was in the first few rows. Actually, the first row was a lot of Jets coaches and front office, and then the next few rows were media, and then the back of the room was just all people that work for the Jets. Uh, you know, there was employees in the ticket department, and all you know, from all over the every different department was in there. Yeah, so they were the ones clapping. Yeah, I know. I always think. People at home are wondering why, you know, why the heck is the media clapping for these guys? <laughs> I that, was, I was thinking, a, driving yeah. in, and Woody's like, "Oh, I want a round of applause there," and everybody starts clapping. Yeah. I'm like, "What the hell? This media's gotten pathetic." I don't remember this. I before. think you guys, I think you guys follow the Jets beat writers enough to know we're not clapping <laughs> for, for anything. <laughs> That's a good point. You're right. I should have known better. I didn't think so, but I'm like, who's in that room? Uh, all right, your thoughts on Rodgers at this point in his career? I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer to make this deal. What do you think of the deal overall? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, they had to do it. I mean, it's twelve year drought. They've they've got to figure out a way to end this thing. And I do think they were a quarterback away last year. Now I'm not sure if you duplicate that this season. There's going to be changes, but they had to make a move. They had to do something at quarterback. Did they give up a lot? Sure, but you're not going to care if it works out and they they go they make a run in the playoffs and he comes back next year, which I think he will. Uh, you know, you'll be you'll be fine giving up a first round pick next year if this thing goes well. If it goes south, then people get fired. And yeah, it, it wasn't a good deal, but I think it's a risk you have to take. This is a gamble the Jets needed to take, and uh, they took a big swing. And it's you know, it's surreal, Sal. Really, I mean, you know, we've obviously been talking about this for months now, and but. To see the video the Jets tweeted out this morning of him in a Jets sweatshirt walking into the building and then to see him at the press conference, you know, wearing a Jets shirt, holding up a Jets jersey, it's surreal. That's Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, people talk about, oh, did he have a down year? That would have been one of the best seasons the Jets quarterback's ever had. (laughs) He threw 26 touchdowns. Right. Like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has the record for Jets touchdowns in a season. Think about that, Sal. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remarkable. 31 31 touchdowns. The last time a guy threw for 4,000 yards in a Jets uniform, it was Joe Namath. (laughs) Right, and yet this fan base is still going to find something to complain about. Oh, I can't believe they gave up an extra pick for Rodgers. It's twofold. It's one, this franchise has never had a good quarterback outside of Joe Namath for the most part. Two, it's Aaron Rodgers, one of the greats of all time. And also, draft picks are lottery tickets. Right, like you don't like Jets fans know that better than anybody, right? Yeah, you gave up a first round pick. You know, you might you might have taken Vernon Golston. Yeah, right. You know, you might have taken Calvin Pryor. You might have taken Quentin Copel. Like, there have been a lot of great Jets first round picks in recent years, guys. So, like, yeah, you gave up a first round pick, but you know, your your hope is your hope is that first round pick is going to be in the twenties next year. Right, exactly. You know that it's not like you're giving up the number one pick in the draft. So, um. Uh, yeah, I, I I get it. It was a little bit more than I thought they would give up. Like I, the, the the 65% kind of tripped me up. I didn't think that that would be as low as it was. But, heck, you know, I mean, you, you got hope now. I, I just think – and you didn't mortgage the future. It's not like they traded two first-round picks and, and next – they'll be fine. Like they, they have still have a good number of picks. They still have a first and a second this year. But you still have a second next year. Like it, it, it's – I don't think they gave up – 
so much that they're going to cripple themselves uh, going forward. Uh, agreed. I mean, this is the price of business for to get Aaron Rodgers. As a matter of fact, I was saying before, if the Packers said, you know what, we want a future number one, I'd give them that too. And I'm lucky the Jets didn't have to, but to get Rodgers here, they needed to give to get something. We're talking with Brian Costello of the New York Post. When you look at Rodgers now, uh, you know, obviously we talked about what, you know, what he did uh, with the Packers there. Uh, but you look at him now, you know, he's obviously going to be 40 years old this year. Still a move worth making for the Jets. How, cause did this move come together here? Was this all about Nathaniel Hackett? How early in this process did the Jets identify, target Rodgers, and then how they go out there and execute this move? Yeah, I think, you know, they were looking at options in January and kicking around different options, and I think it became clear uh, middle of January that Packers and Rodgers were going to part ways, or, or they were at least it was a serious consideration, right? There was there became there some smoke then. Um, I think that's when it really started to heat up for the Jets. I do think they were still considering Derek Carr. Uh, they were looking into. They, looked, they explored every option. I mean, they they looked into a lot of quarterbacks. But then, yeah, then they hired Nathaniel Hackett, and now you're thinking, okay, you got someone to lure him there. And and I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I wish somebody talked about me the way Aaron Rodgers talks about Nathaniel Hackett. Like he <laughs> loves him. Like it's you know <laughs> he he talks about him glowingly. So clearly, Nathaniel Hackett had a huge huge role in this in getting Rodgers to pick the Jets. So, yeah, I think that's when it started. And then, you know, uh, they they had to wait. For, we all know the darkness retreat, and they, they waited for him to come out of that. And I think after that is when things heated up, Sal. And, and then they got permission to go visit him in Malibu, and uh, clearly they sold him on it. But you think, he, uh, you, you, think, you think, Kaz, this was more of a Woody Johnson thing? Is this all Joe Douglas and Sala? Like, at some point somewhere, somebody had to say, hey, let's let's try to turn our attention and go get Rodgers. And then when they found out it's realistic, sure. But was this yeah. a Woody thing? Was this Joe Douglas first? Who do you think initiated this thought process? I don't know who initiated it. I do think they were all on board. I do think Woody had a role in this, for sure. I, I think... You know, when we met with Woody after the season, uh, I was I I was the one who like the quote you know the absolutely quote. I asked him a question like, would he go pay for a quarterback? And he said absolutely. Mm. So clearly, he said today, he, you know, Rodgers was not he was not referencing Rodgers at that point. He didn't know who it was going to be. So I really think it kind of more happened organically than one person saying, "How about this?" I think they were just they were kicking around options, and then Rodgers just became more realistic as it went along. Um, you know, I remember talking to people at the Senior Bowl, and it was. That's at the end of you know end of January, and he was a possibility, but it's still they they didn't know what he was going to say, right? Like that was the that was the hard part for the Jets, I think, in January and February was, yet yeah, do they go all in for this guy, and then he says he doesn't want to be a New York Jet, so I, then you know that's when everything changed was when in March he he, he told them and then said on Pat McAfee that he, he wanted to be a Jet and that was his desire, um, you know that's when the thing really got real. When we're talking about Brian Costello, New York Post, how about handling the New York media? That was a big question mark before we actually heard Rodgers handle the New York media on day one here. But, oh, he craves the attention. New York media going to chew him up. I was never a believer in that. I'd be curious to get your thoughts yeah. pre and then post now Aaron Rodgers meeting the media today for the first time. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, the, the New York media gets exaggerated in my view. Uh, it, you know, football-wise, it's no different being in New York than it is being in Green Bay. If you have a bad game, they, they rip you in Green Bay. And the way there's national media now, it's not like it's not 1985, right? So the, they're they're going to debate him on ESPN 
you know, if he's a Packers quarterback or, or a Jets, and they're gonna they're gonna you know, all the debate shows are gonna talk about him. I will say there's there's two differences in my view in New York. The the back page is different, right? I, I always t- I tell people like on Thanksgiving Day, if you bought the New York Post this year, uh, last year I should say, it was a turkey with Zach Wilson's head on. It. <laughs> that doesn't happen in Green Bay. The Green Bay the Green Bay Gazette is not gonna do that. All right, guys. So so. <laughs> That's a little different, and then the second difference is um, page six and your personal life. And you know, if he goes to dinner in Manhattan with uh, you know his girlfriend, there's a good chance a picture of that them are going to end up in the paper, and it's going to be talked about. And uh, now he's he's had some high profile relationships that he's already I think gotten exposed to that, so it won't be different for him. But it's a little different here than than it is in Green Bay that that way. Um, but otherwise, I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to enjoy it, Sal. I, like he, he today, you can see he kind yeah. of enjoys he enjoys the back and forth, and he's he's great. He's very thoughtful. I, I enjoyed talking to him today. He was great. So, and he's he's going to have a very long honeymoon here, Sal. Like they, 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 everyone's very excited that he's here. Um, you know, I I don't see anything. I don't see any problems with the media until unless the season goes south, and then then maybe there's a little little issue. And even that, like, unless he's throwing interceptions at a rate that we have not seen from him, period. Because to yeah. your point, even in his worst year, he's still better than anything we've seen in a Jets uniform in forever. So unless he all of a sudden falls off the cliff, I don't see how this thing goes sideways. But I do agree with you. I think he could handle it uh, regardless. I just feel like he's got that personality. How about the rest of the team here, Cause We know they made some moves already, bringing in Lazard, bringing in Mikal Hardman. What do you think's next? We'll get to the draft in a second, but what do you think's next for the Jets, maybe free agency-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think they're slowing down free agency-wise. I think they need to figure out the cap. Where, like, you know, Rogers is going to renegotiate his deal and what the cash base is. I, I do think Randall Cobb remains a possibility. You know, that's a guy that Rogers likes. I, I could, I could, depending on what happens in the draft, he might end up here. Um, you know, I don't see any other big moves out. I think it's all just kind of filling holes. I think they have to go through the draft. Quan Alexander could be back at linebacker or something like that. You know, I could see happening, but I, I do think they're done with, you know, the, the major moves at this point. What about Quentin Williams? No issues there, right? Getting a deal done? No, you, you know, there's issues, but I think it's going to get done. It could get done in July. You know, there's the, like we talked about with Rodgers, right? There was nothing to push the deal along. Same thing with Quentin right now. They, who, who cares that he's not in OTAs? Like, he's a veteran defensive tackle he knows the system the, the linemen do nothing in these OTAs in the spring so they need to get him signed by training camp and I think it'll get done you know I think they're just haggling over some some of the terms of the contract how about the draft now cause tomorrow night Jets now have the 15th pick in the first round are we looking at offensive linemen is that where they're going to look to build I mean look obviously with Rod it's always yeah. important but with Rodgers it should be a a, t- a very top priority, if not uh, if it wasn't before. What do you think we're looking at with the 15th pick? Yeah, I do think they'd like to take an offensive lineman. You know, it's funny they only moved back two spots, but I think the Patriots might be looking offensive lineman too with the 14th pick. So the question to me now is: Do the Jets end up on the clock with the four top offensive linemen gone because Chicago has been linked offensive line, Philadelphia has, and New England has? It only takes one other team to, to take one. There's really four guys that are top 15 uh, offensive linemen. So I think if that happens, then they have to pivot. I think Joe would try to turn it down and get more picks, try to recoup maybe a third-round pick that they don't have now or something like that. Um, 
you know, possibly the receiver from Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They've been linked to him a lot. Maybe. I, I mean, they just pursued Odell Beckham. They clearly think they need another receiver there. Uh, but I do think offensive line has to be the priority. So it's a very – so one of the weirdest offensive line situations I've covered because it's not like they just have, like, a position where they don't have a guy. They have people, but they're just huge question marks right now, like Mekhi Becton or Dwayne Brown. Um, you know, Lake and Tomlinson didn't play that well last year. So they, they've got some, they've kind of got a puzzle to put together there. I could see them adding another piece uh, tomorrow night. Are you ready for a new primetime schedule cause? I mean, it's going to be a little different uh, for you this year. All those primetime games, baby. Get ready. Yeah, I write, I write on deadline for a living and one o'clock is a wonderful, nice little leisurely deadline existence. So, no, I'm not looking forward to primetime games. They, they're not good for writers. <laughs> I'm going to be selfish on this one. I, you know, they, a lot of this is going to be great. Right? When, it's going to be so exciting. It's great for business. There's, the interest is higher than I felt in a very long time. But the primetime games are going to be tough. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it's you, You're going to love it because it actually matters, right? It matters a lot yeah. more now with Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are relevant, one of the more relevant teams in the NFL. Hard to believe coming off just a couple years ago where – you know, it was Adam Gase and Sam Darnold, one of the more embarrassing yep. things that we've ever seen. So this is going to be great. But that primetime schedule, I mean, I know it's going to – when does the schedule come out? Doesn't it come out in a few days uh, or next week a, or something? In a few weeks. A few okay. weeks. It's usually like, a two, like about two weeks after the draft, I think. It's usually okay. a week or two after the draft. Yeah, so it should come out in early May. Oh, baby, yeah. lots of gangrene on primetime. I'm wondering if I'm going to be in Dallas for Thanksgiving. You know, wow. I think they could, you know, could they be, could they, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers versus the Cowboys on Thanksgiving would be an attractive game. Oh man, that gives me goosebumps. I love that. We had the Giants uh, last year on Thanksgiving, get the Jets yep. this year now on Thanksgiving. That's got to suck for you. How does that go down with the family <laughs> if you're doing Thanksgiving, not, right? Not, not good, but again, it's been a very long, <laughs> the last time I worked on Thanksgiving, you know, Mark Sanchez was running into Brandon Moore's behind. So oh, that's been, right. The buff fumble. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kaz, I appreciate the few minutes, man. Enjoy Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fun. Jets are going to be must-watch this year. And one of not only the stories here, one of these stories in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers now. All right, Sal. Thanks for having me. Brian Costello of the New York Post. All right. We're a minute and 25 away from the Knicks wrapping up this first-round series. We'll take a break. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. You want to talk some baseball? We could do that. The Yankees with a big effort today, scoring 12 runs in their win over the Twins. Aaron Judge avoiding disaster. It looked like he was going to get hurt there with an awkward slide. Luckily, he is okay. We will keep continue with the Rodgers stuff as well. Big day for the Jets. Why not? Ride it all the way. Let's go. We're going to midnight. The celebration continues. Now, there might be another team Add it. A little after party or a second party or invitation. I don't know. It's a celebratory night on the fan. We'll see what happens with the Knicks game and get your calls on that as well. 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. We are the New York Knicks. 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 Say go New York, go New York, go. On the floor, scoring more is 94, and the Knicks are hardcore, and I'll tell you like this, we ain't never look sharper. With Hubert, Bonner, Greg, and Harper, it's the Knicks, and Dude, this is one of the great the moments in my life. Doing it for a reason, because 94 is the Knicks of Bobby's 
Man, hearing this one, the 94 one, is that especially gets me going. But the Knicks have actually done it. They have advanced to the second round in the NBA's postseason for the first time in 10 years and only the second time in the last, what, 22 seasons? I mean, this is ridiculous, the, the ineptitude that we have seen with this Knicks franchise. But now, now they have turned the corner. This after Leon Rose and Tibbs built this team into a playoff contender two years ago. They did lose to the Hawks in very disappointing fashion. Last year was a horrible year. Turned out that that was the aberration. This year, to start the year, we thought that it was going to go sideways as usual where they were on the verge of firing Tom Thibodeau, or at least that was the chatter. And now they stayed course. They turned their season around. They got into the postseason as a five seed. We knew coming into this series that this was a very winnable series for the Knicks. Not only was it winnable, the New York Knicks dominated the Cleveland Cavaliers in this series. And they did it, for the most part, without their all-star in Julius Randle. They did it with their depth. Obviously, Jalen Brunson deserves a ton of credit. Front and center Jalen Brunson, we've said it all along. Randall might have been an all-star. Jalen Brunson is a superstar. R.J. Barrett. I still don't love R.J. Barrett. However, it has been three straight games where R.J. Barrett has competed at a high level. Maybe this game tonight, the best of all for Barrett, where he was efficient. From both the floor, three-point range, and even the free-throw line. R.J. Barrett actually getting the job done. 21 points on efficient shooting. Emmanuel quickly decided to show up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For Game 5 in Cleveland. And the Knicks just saved me about 375 bucks as I don't have to go to Game 6, although I wanted to. But I will not be going to Game 6 on Friday night because there is no Game 6. Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going home. Hey, Cleveland, I heard what you guys were chanting in Game 2. Guess what? I got a message for you. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Who? They didn't even play a series. The Cavaliers were awful. And now 
the New York Knicks. They will sit back, rest up. Hopefully, Randall gets healthy. Randall had to leave this game. You heard Marco say it before. Randall had to leave the game. He didn't get back into it. Dealing with that ankle issue. But the Knicks will sit back after clinching their first series win in 10 years. Sit back and await the winner of Bucks Heat, in which the Heat have a three games to one series lead. And I'll tell you, I got to be honest, I don't know if I can handle Knicks Heat. And the expectations around here, I mean, I could hear it in the streets. Matter of fact, if I look outside right now, there's probably people climbing the light poles out front. But I don't know if I can handle Knicks Heat because there's always going to be that nastiness. There's always going to be that rivalry. And it may have been dormant for a long time because the Knicks have not been good for the better part of two decades. But if the Knicks do meet the Heat, the Knicks will have home court in that series. And this town is going to be nuts. I mean, it's going to be nuts anyway after this series win, whether it's the Bucs or the Heat. But the fact that it's the Heat and the Knicks would have a chance, this is unbelievable. What a day in New York sports history. Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets. The New York Knicks win a first-round series. It's all happening. You give the Knicks credit. Tips. First of all, you give Leon Rose, Scott Perry, you give those guys credit. Jim Dolan, I know a lot of people you know, like to rip Dolan. Give Jim Dolan credit for hiring the right guy, staying out of the way. And the Knicks built themselves a team here. They have a team. I'm not going to go nuts and say championship caliber team. They're not a championship caliber team. However, I thought they played arguably their best game of the series tonight. Now, of course, I was watching it while doing a talk show, so take that for what it's worth. But, I mean, I did have my eye on it. And I felt like they were more efficient. You know what the Knicks showed? They showed that killer instinct that we talked about the Rangers lacking. Right from the opening tip, the Knicks went into an environment that they were not expected to thrive in. Do you know the odds who won this game? I'm assuming the Knicks were underdogs. Do we know that? Do we know if the Knicks were underdogs in this game? Do you have the uh, the pregame? The Knicks were five and a half point dogs. The Knicks go into thank you. The Knicks go into an environment where they were underdogs. I don't think anybody expected them to win this game. We were looking at likely ah the Knicks will probably lose a game in Cleveland, and you know Cavs are going to give it their best shot. Knicks will come back and wrap it up in six. If you thought the Knicks would win, they go in there right from the opening tip and take the heart out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And led by double digits pretty much the whole way. Cavs had a little run here or there, but the Knicks always built it back up. That is an impressive performance. That to me, now again, I'm not saying that the Knicks are going to go to the finals or I'm not getting crazy here. I still have to you know, see it to believe it that they're going to actually A, participate in the second round and then B, potentially win that second round. But tonight's performance was a... I don't want to say championship-level performance, but that's the sign of a very good team closing out a series, especially doing so on the road. Remember, the Cavaliers were favored in this series, which I thought was ridiculous. I mean, I did one of those videos for Superbook Sports saying, take the Knicks, they're going to win this series. As underdogs, slight underdogs, but still, I mean, come on. They wiped the floor both the garden floor and whatever that arena that they play in in Cleveland's floor is called. 
a dominant performance through five games. The one bad blowout game in game two, that was about it. Everything else was all Knicks. Leon Rose, Scott Perry, Tibbs, all the players, Jalen Brunson, and even Julius Randle gutting it out. I know he didn't have the best series at all. But Julius Randle gutting it out. And then you have R.J. Barrett stepping up. Emmanuel quickly, as we said, showed up tonight finally. O.B. Toppin contributing. You know, maybe that Randle injury was a blessing in disguise for the Knicks down the stretch because you had opportunity to get some of those younger guys in there, in particular Obi Toppin. And Obi Toppin did the most with that opportunity with Randall out. And he's now getting big minutes in the postseason. We weren't sure we were going to see that, but with Randall being banged up, with Randall being ineffective, Obi Toppin has become a contributor on this team. You know, and we could sit there and credit Rose and Perry, and we should, for building this team. How about the specific acquisition of Josh Hart? What a what a move that was. Maybe not the sexiest of names out there at the trade deadline or the biggest of acquisitions, but it was for them. A huge difference. A huge difference maker in Josh Hart. Dude is a beast. Ripping the heart and soul out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. A historic night. Aaron Rodgers earlier today, the Knicks... Tonight, the New York Knicks won a playoff series in five games. Brian is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Brian? I love you, Sal. I love love you, too, Brian. How about the Knicks, baby? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Brian, you should be pumped up, baby. This is a great day. We're on the fan talking Knicks advancing in the postseason. Pinch me. I'm dreaming. What year is this? It has happened. It is unbelievable, actually. When they have been, I mean, basically, I talk about this all the time. I grew up in the 90s, obviously, watching those Knicks teams. So that's all I knew. I remember specifically saying to one of my friends, like, what, the Knicks? What do you think, they're ever going to miss the playoffs? Like, there was a time, legitimately, 1995, whatever, 97, you know, like 15, 16-year-old Sal, where I would have told you and did tell somebody, I forget who, "Ah, the Knicks will never miss the playoffs. Like, if you were to tell me, oh, the Knicks will miss the playoffs in your life, I'd be like, are you out of your mind? That'll never happen. Miss the playoffs. It'd be something if they didn't make the second round. And then, obviously, the last 20 years happened. And here we are today where we're getting back toward maybe some sustained success with the New York Knicks. Maybe this is the beginning. And maybe things are breaking their way for a change. What a night. JB is in Woodbridge. What's up, JB? Yo, Sally boy. Let's JB, go Knicks, yeah, baby. baby. Let's go Knicks. Hey, whoever thought when we were on the minor leagues at that other stupid station that the Knicks would be winning games three and one, four and one? Let's go! I don't think we ever discussed the Knicks when I was in the minor leagues at WOR, JB. Well, there was that one draft night. No, don't draft Porzingis. No. Oh yeah, that's no! right. I do remember that. Now that you mention it, I do remember that. Yeah. But can can I ask a question? Can we get a little? I, I'm I'm so happy tonight. I'm so proud of this team. I still think Thibodeau, he needs to shave the head like me and you. He needs to go bald. There's no reason to have that hair on the top of your head. It's, it's little strands. But that's neither here nor there tonight because this is a celebratory night for New York. 
It's a celebratory night for the Garden, and it's a celebratory night for the fan. But tomorrow night, the Rangers need to wake up. Let's go. Let's get a summer night before. All right. The, the, the Rangers, JB, and thank you for the call. The Rangers got to do their part. I'm so mad at the Rangers. Why do you got to bring the Rangers up right now and ruin my mood? I'm so mad at them. All they had to do was take one game, one game at home, and have that 3-1 lead. I'd be, I mean, I'd be intolerable right now. I'd be bouncing off the walls in here. And I could do that in here because there's only one TV. So if I did bounce off the walls, nothing would really happen. <laughs> I mean, the Rangers got to do their part. This is great. Every night, Knicks, Rangers, playoffs, you throw the Islanders in there. If you're an Islander fan, you got the Mets and Yankees. This is what it's all about. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. Knicks are moving on. What the hell's going on here? If you actually think about it for a second, if I would have told you, rewind a year ago today, one year ago today, if I would have told you that, hey, next year on this day, you're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers being the Jets quarterback and the Knicks winning a first-round playoff series. You would have told me I was nuts. And yet here we are. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. It's a party on the fan tonight. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. The Knicks are moving on. Rangers, Devils tomorrow night. This is exciting. I'm here for you. 877-337-6666. Salicata on the fan. Screw Green Bay and screw Cleveland. Thank you for Aaron Rodgers. And thank you, Cleveland. For trading for Donovan Mitchell. No, I, I look, I like Donovan Mitchell. I actually feel bad for him. But his team was overmatched completely. They were, I mean, they were nowhere near good enough to be able to beat the buzzsaw that is the New York Knicks. You know, before the end of the night, I will have the Knicks hoisting a championship banner. No, I, I don't want to get carried away. And realistically, I don't think that the Knicks are that type level of good. I think it's going to be a long series with Miami, and I don't know what it's going to be like with Milwaukee um, if that is the case. But isn't it nice to just sit back and know the Knicks are moving on? Man, what a year we've had in New York sports. Giants get to the postseason out of nowhere. They win a playoff game and get to the divisional round. Knicks coming off of last year, the way they started this year. Who would have ever thought the Knicks would get to the second round of the NBA's postseason? And you just look at it. I mean, we talk about it all the time. And I hope now that maybe that is behind us where we talk about the Knicks ineptitude for the better part of two decades. Maybe that is behind us now. Thank you to Leon Rose. Maybe that's now a thing in the past and we don't have to continue to reference that because the Knicks can be a consistent winner. But it's hard not to still feel the pain of the last 20 years. 2000-2001 was really the beginning of the end. Prior to that, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals in 99 and 2000. You know, that coming off the finals appearance. So it was starting to go downhill a little bit. And then I remembered I was at the Garden for one of those games against the Raptors in 2000 and 2001 where the Knicks lost in the first round. And that was one of those, that was like a, wait, the Yankees lost to the Twins moment. Like, uh-oh, how do the Yankees lose to the Twins? The Knicks lost to the Raptors in the first round? Uh-oh. Something's not right. And it wasn't right. And it hasn't been right since then. 
And now, you know, after all those years, you had the Isaiah, welcome to the playoffs in 2003, 2004. Get lost. Welcome to the playoffs before getting swept by the Nets. I mean, get lost, Isaiah. That was pathetic. And then not making the playoffs again until 2010 and 11, the Carmelo years, those three years that we talk about. First round and out. First round and out. Then finally winning a first round series in 2012, 2013, 10 years ago before getting chewed up and spit out by Roy Hibbert and the Indiana Pacers, which was a bad series loss. And now here we are. You know, the Knicks make the postseason that after the pandemic, dealing with that, kind of the the surprising, if not overachieving, fourth seed that year. I thought they were going to beat the Hawks. They got, they got beat badly by the Hawks in that series in five games. Very disappointing end. Last year, horrific season. Randall at the forefront. And everything changed this year with Jalen Brunson. And obviously, Randall was better playing himself to an all-star again. But Jalen Brunson changed everything. Jalen Brunson, we talk about Aaron Rodgers being a New York sports god. Jalen Brunson is on his way. If not there already, quite frankly. That's how starved and desperate Knicks fans are or were for this type of player and this type of performance. Jalen Brunson has in one year become a New York sports god. I really believe that. And that's like rarefied air status. That is the highest of the highs. I really feel like Brunson is that guy. Randall's been a two-time All-Star. He's not that guy. Brunson is. Not knocking Randall. I'm just saying Brunson's that guy. You agree with me, Zoo? With Brunson here? I know Zoo's got his Randall jersey on, his Knicks hat. Zoo, we did it! This Let's is go! Yes! Oh, bro, I, I, I am so happy right now. I haven't been this happy in, like, so long. Because even with that 2012-2013 team, we kind of all expected that. And then they almost blew it, if you remember. Remember, they're up 3-0. They lose the two games. They had to win it in the sixth game. And, I mean, for this to happen tonight... It's a beautiful thing, but to your point on Jalen Brunson being a sports guy in this city, man, I I just got to be honest, when you're a basketball player in New York City, you, I mean, we look at point guards in a different way than everybody else. So I think that him being a point guard, being the leader of this team, that's what we've all been looking for, and now we got him. Oh, dude, he's so good. And he's us. He's so Exactly. He gets it. Much like Aaron Rodgers, who showed in his first press conference, Jalen Brunson gets it. He understands New York. Obviously, his father played here, you know, working or whatever, but he gets it. He's a dog. Yes, he's a dog. And the Knicks got some of those Brunson and Hart together. You throw in RJ. I don't love RJ Barrett, but he's got that dog in him too. Give Randall credit for the toughness. Nick's got a solid team. Championship caliber, no, but as I said earlier in the year, when they beat the Celtics without Brunson in Boston, why put a ceiling on this team? Yeah, realistically, we don't expect this team to win a championship, but why cap it? Why put a ceiling on what this team could do? And here we are, and they're headed to the second round of the postseason. Tommy is calling from Port Washington. What's up, Tommy? Shelly boy! What's up, we Tommy? Did we did it! Listen up. I have to shift the focus for a second, though. I know it's a, I know this is sports radio. I need to ask you a fashion question. Mm-hmm. I just asked my son. I'm a 42-year-old man. Can I rock a jersey in the summer? Because I just asked my son for a Mitchell Robinson jersey for Father's Day. Dude is a beast! Are you kidding me? I think, I think this year I will make an exception 
that, yes, you can rock a jersey in the summer. You can rock those jerseys right now. I don't care how old I am. I'm wearing a Knicks jersey every day from now through the second round, baby. I'm so pumped up. Mitch, you have no idea. And I got to cite Big Zoo on this. Mitchell Robinson had a double-double off of offensive rebounds alone tonight. He dominated the big men all series. Second chances, him and Josh Hart. I mean, he totally took the wind out of their sails. I mean, he, he was amazing. I think he had a career night tonight. And uh, I know we've been talking about everyone else, but I just wanted to give him his due. Yep. Because I think without, I think he was a big part of this. Yeah, he and, gets uh, lost. You're right. He gets lost in the shuffle because he's not scoring. But obviously what Mitchell Robinson does as a rim protector, as the defender in the middle and on the boards is invaluable to this team. He's been great. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the next round, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but let's go, Devils! Oh, no, Tommy, get out of here with that. Dump, dump. No, I'm just kidding. Good luck to your Devils. I'm going to tell you something. I really don't know if I can handle the Knicks and Rangers moving on. Like, this this is something I legit have dreamt about. It's one thing as a sports fan to watch it play out, but to be here hosting shows on the fan while this is going on... It's just something that it hasn't even been real for 20 years. Since I started here, the Knicks have sucked. Finally, they're relevant. They're good. They're moving on. I'd be heartbroken if the Rangers lost to the Devils. That would take a lot. Uh, I'm not going to It would take a lot out of me, especially after being up 2-0. If the Knicks go further than the Rangers, the Rangers got some problems. Oh, man. Get out of here with that let's go devil stuff. Don't ruin my mood. All right, we'll reset a little bit here. We're going to take a quick break. Marco will get you updated. We're going to reset, take your calls on whatever it is. We started the show talking about Rodgers. We'll get back into that. We're obviously talking about the Knicks and all that's gone on with them. We will get into that. You want to call and talk about the Rangers? We will mention that as well. we get two hours to play with here before Emmanuel Barbari takes over. So whatever it is that's on your mind on this historic night in New York City, 877-337-6666. Sal Akata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. 
Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.